Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Bingetown TV. This is Brian here with Luke and Kathleen. And today we're going to be talking episode five of the Hulu original series, A Murder at the End of the World. Today's episode is entitled Crypt. And as always, at the beginning here, I do want to take the time to reroute you over to BingetownTV.com, where you can find all of our backdated catalog of all the shows that we've covered. We've done a bunch. I've told you before. Uh, also, whatever feed you're on, you may have found us from our Murder at the End of the World feed. Go on over to Bingetown TV, the main feed. It's just called Bingetown TV. That's us. That's what we're doing here. I also want to take this time to shout out a couple of Reddit users. Um, those names are going to be Alley Cat Bakes and Cat Nap Spirit. We are definitely amateur podcasters and seeing people just gas us up on Reddit and recommend us to other people just puts a smile on our faces. It's awesome to see that kind of stuff. And we hope that we can continue putting out a product that you guys enjoy listening to. So we appreciate the love. Keep it up. Our little Reddit mm -hmm. warriors. <laughs> and what would this show be without a couple of Reddit sleuths? Right? Um, yeah, sure. exactly. But yeah, we are on episode five here. I think these episodes are coming fast and furious. Kathleen, you immediately said, I think you were the first one to watch that this was your favorite episode. Um, and I am inclined to agree, but I'm going to turn it over to you. Yeah, I mean, it has gotten to the point where we're finally seeing some sketchiness. I thought finally Lee took a turn. Seemingly, that's what we've been waiting for. Um, I was I was really glad that the Zoomer thing didn't end up being as big as well as we we're expecting mm -hmm. it to be. We didn't want it to be a wow. It was pretty obvious. So I'm glad that didn't turn out. But the the fire scene, great. I loved it. Love the fire scene. Love getting to know some of the other people. I thought that was funny. I thought that was sad. I thought it was good. I'm really excited. Obviously, our girl does not die at the end. So um, we'll t we'll have to talk about that. But yeah, really good stuff. I think one of my favorite things of the episode was the actual um, LIDAR scan. I thought that was mm -hmm. so sick. Oh my God, I can't wait to talk about that. And I think we know now that this isn't a sci-fi show, but it's just like extreme technology um, instead, which I which I enjoy. That's sci-fi to me. You know, I, I don't know about any of this junk. So I'm pumped to talk about it with you guys. Lukey, what'd you think? Yeah, a little bit like you're saying, black closer to Black Mirror than like the 100, yeah. you know, but sure. either way. Yeah, this episode was good. It keeps increasing the stakes. And I think we're getting to know a lot of the characters that we've been asking for um, more backstory on, or at least their connections to this whole plot in modern day. That was all great. Uh, but my biggest two takeaways from this episode were, I love Bill, man. The more episodes we get and the more we see of him in the past, like he is the main character basically. Like he's such a good dude. And the more we learn about him, I I feel almost sorry for his connection to Darby because of how we're starting to see, we're starting to see how he eventually got to the point where he just left her after that murder, which we couldn't really conceive that early on in the season. And now it's really starting to make sense. It's all starting to come together. So I'm sad that we're never going to get more bill, but it is great seeing like the backstory of bill. I just want to talk about the bill thing really quick. There's been so many sketchy lines, especially in this episode, one being um, when she's hugging him in the flashback, which we'll get to. And she says, like, I'm smelling you in case I have to I ever lose you and I have to find you later. And of course, then she ends up hugging Zoomer. It could just be like that. But then he says the thing where he's like, I'll have to die for you to love me. And mm -hmm. then the the murderer, when he tackles her, says the thing like, if, if you reach the end, you'll never find Bill or Bill won't come back. So it's like, is there a, a 
dot of possibility that he's not dead. Like he was dead cold on the ground. She grew up in morgue. She knows what a dead body is. Like there's just no way he's alive, right? I don't see it unless it's okay. some sort of way that he is Zoomer. But now it's just that theory seems dumb just because it's his kid. So it doesn't need right. to be deeper. But it would be fun if it turned out that he's somehow his brain is. I don't know how it would be relevant, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. He would only but come like- back as a ghost, in my opinion. I think dead is dead. Otherwise, it wouldn't be cool. a satisfactory murder mystery. Yeah, sure. And then. The other piece I wanted to say, I thought Andy was fantastic this episode. Like thoughts aside on if you think he's a good or bad guy and if he's potentially in on this with Lee or with by himself, I thought his scenes were great. Like we got a lot of clear, explicit answers from him for different things that I wasn't expecting to get. Um, And then like, you know, he really did show his prowess of like with the LIDAR scan and really having like knowing what he's doing here. And then the conversations they have later around the fire about what the real purpose of this place is. It's really starting to highlight how smart Andy is. Like I know we've been told, but now we're really seeing it. So Mm -hmm. if there was a big Andy episode and then Bill's stonks just continue to keep going up. But besides that, I'm ready to break it down. Stonks. Uh, Yeah, I guess just my broad strokes on the episode. I I feel like I can just cross Andy off. I feel like he answered because Darby asked him straight up all the questions that we've been like, well, what about this, this and this? So I'm like, Andy's on board. He's just as Mm -hmm. stumped as the rest of us are. And also, I like that we finally interrogated all of the other guests. You know, we had a little bit of a flesh out of Zeba. Lou May was under the spotlight. David was really under the spotlight. And Oliver were under the spotlight, which last episode we were kind of talking about none of these other guys. We don't know anything about them. And now we're starting to get more about them, Mm -hmm. uh, which is good. But that's all I got. Shall we get into it? Backstory time, baby. Flashbacks. Yeah, we're going to do the flashback, but the dumb little we we start where we ended the last episode with Darby discovering the Achu syndrome and Zoomer even rattles it off. It's like, oh, the same thing De- uh, Bill said way back when it's it's called a Chew syndrome. It's a real thing, whatever. And that triggers this flashback. It's just going to be Darby and Bill pumping gas at a gas station. Kathleen, you already went through kind of the smelling stuff. Oh, mm-hmm. if I ever lose you, I can, I can find you again. And then a wildfire kind of breaks out in the background and Darby says we should go. And Bill says, you know, at some point there's not going to be any place to go, which kind of brings us full circle with what Andy's trying to do in Iceland. So that was just kind of a good nod at where Bill's head at and tying everything together. Just characterizes him more, builds his personality, because that's what he goes mm -hmm. on to do is care about the environment and be an activist. So, yeah, the next flashback scene, I believe, is the car scene where they pull over. Right. Yeah. There's there's some stuff to talk about here for sure. Yeah. So. In the car scene, it starts out all love, very flirtatious and whatnot. And then there's a break in the case. Somebody responded on Reddit about Ebel. Essentially says it's from 1920, so Ebel isn't the actual victim. But, you know, it's a clue to lead them to who the actual victim is. Once that breakthrough pops up on her phone, it's it's palpable how Bill is just like, hey, can you look at me, have a conversation? We're talking here. Mm -hmm. And she is just glued to the phone. Uh, As we know about Darby, you can't pry her away from a case once she's on the case. Uh, So I'm going to hand it over to you guys. What are our thoughts? I think this whole flashback, every piece of it, even when we're at the hotel room, is just Bill trying to ground her and it being Mm -hmm. really hard to ground her. We see that maybe substance abuse issues. She definitely likes to self-medicate. I don't know that I would go as far as because even now... 
I don't see the substance abuse stuff, but I don't really know last episode if we talked through the scene where she's just like chugging bottles and he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't know if that was just a one off, but now we're seeing it again. She chugs those mini bottles like a fucking champ, dude. Not yeah. even a wince on her face. They've Crazy. been making a point to say she's always high. Bill said she smells like pot. She's been having a J in her hand most scenes where she's alone. True. Um, She was snorting perks. She's cool, so. though, bro. Well, <laughs> You know, depending on who you talk to, but she was snorting either Addy or Perks, probably Addy. You got a problem if you're snorting anything, is what I would say. So, yes, I think they are establishing she does have some substance abuse issue going on and Bill wants to help her through it. But he's kind of like, hey, this is not great. And you have to acknowledge it before we get anywhere. I love what Bill is saying on the log. And the thing that like struck me, he's like, you look back at these old pictures and you see everybody smoking in a public space, cloud of smoke. And like, I just think in 75 years, we're going to look back and think the same thing. All these pictures of just people hunched over their phone, Mm -hmm. not paying attention to each other. That really hit home with me. There's yeah. there's a couple of times that they have tried to I don't want to say it's Brit and Val and Zal's way of like messaging, but like they've done this a couple of times where they're really speaking to the audience from like a real world perspective. Like they did it with Sean talking about Andy's motivation with the environment and the rich people and all that. Yeah. Now they're doing it with this. And, and I totally agree on this social commentary. I think it's the worst thing ever. I have little sisters. I know exactly what phones do to you. Um, but you're right. That was like a really good speech. But this whole scene is where I really started to turn to the, okay, Darby, chill out a little bit. Bill's kind of on the right side of this yeah. because I wasn't yep. really on that side before this. It was more 50-50. Like she's a little eccentric. He's a little weird. Like and I thought it was just how their back and forth was going. But now I am totally seeing the pathway into him eventually more in the second scene Dude. saying like Darby, I, I I can't do this anymore. You're way too all in. And I thought this scene did a great job of really doing that because I felt like bad for Bill when she was just he was getting nothing out of her after he was mm-hmm. being so open to her and empathetic. So that's just what this scene did for me. And it really is, again, like I said at the top, it's making Bill like one of the best characters of the show. Yeah, I mean, listen, she's really good at her job. Bill does point out like, hey, these just could be breadcrumbs left for us to find. And this guy's right. w- ready and willing to just kill us when we get there. Mm-hmm. Which seems a little crazy to me. Like these are they're open cold cases. Like I feel like she really is just good at her job, and she did crack the case. I mean, literally, quite literally, yeah. she cracked the case. So it's hard to argue with her. But this stuff is intense. Not everyone's brain is wired this way. Even Bill, who his brain kind of is wired this way. Like he's intense enough about it to be Reddit sleuthing, to try mm-hmm. and help, to be traveling the country or whatever they're doing. But not she's this over the far. top. Yeah, not exactly. This far. Yeah. Yep. So I, I, I'm on the same page as you, Luke. Let's just open the table scary. to that second scene, too, because you're, we're hitting yeah. out a bunch of those pieces. Yeah. It's all it is, is after their conversation on the log, they end up going to the motel room and Darby figures this all out. But then they're talking in the middle of the night when she's having this manic episode. So I just wanted to put that out there that this is pretty much let's open it for all the backstory. Totally. Yeah, he's just worried about her. He's just genuinely worried about her. He's like, let's go home, man. I feel like we should just stop. Let's her- not get killed her mind can't separate life from the case at all. That's just like, Mm -hmm. she is a dog 
who's on the trail and I respect it, but like, you got to be able to turn it off. And she clearly just can't Phil. I've already said this. He's just so gentle and he's just trying to help. And it's so obvious. And he's like, Hey, sit down. I think it might be wise if we go home. She walks away, sparks up a joint and literally calls him chicken shit. So <laughs> that likes the, the likes the room on fire. That, yeah. So that is the two polar opposites that we're dealing with here. This episode, a little bit, the last episode too, but this episode gives such good context for the inevitable note in the mirror. This is both too much and not enough. It's just, they are really just weaving all these pieces together. And last episode, Luke, I was like, what the hell are they going to do to connect the scene where they discovered Ebel, the ring, whatever, to them finding the victim? And they're packing it with a lot. It's great. Yep. And off the back of that, they also contextualize a bunch of things we brought up as potential problems earlier in our podcasting series. So it did feel like a cleanup episode. And what I'm specifically referring to is, well, first we find out that the house was open for sale and like it was it was standing house. So that was a question I know, Kathleen, you had where like, what are these people like? We not knew home? that. We knew yeah, yeah, I know. That in episode okay, one. So, yeah, yeah. so I kind of forget what the concern was because it seems like everything fit then. He just randomly came home so to, this, to the... Yeah. My concern was that there's neighbors and how are they just destroying this place without gotcha. everyone hearing okay. and being like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> True. Okay. Okay. So yeah. I just thought that that might've been the first time they mentioned it, but I guess you're right. And, but the other yeah. thing I thought they, that I'm happy they addressed cause it would have went on as like an open loose thread. And it was what B Tom's brought up a couple of times about that line about her seeing through the dead. You already mentioned it again. It seems like it was kind of a callback to like it was used to help, to help bill realize his love for Darby rather yeah. than it being what we were kind of, maybe hoping for with a little bit of superstition but either way that line makes a lot more sense now that it was included because it was a good you know callback i also got the impression in the flashbacks in episode one and two that they were chasing a cold case and i suggested that oh the murderer like opening the door and confronting them was completely fictionalized but Bill points out in this episode in the flashback, hey, what if this killer clearly wants to be found? That's why he's leaving these breadcrumbs. What if he wants us to go follow him? This is very, very dangerous. And back in those flashbacks, Bill was just like, I'm scared. This is not safe to do. And then she peer pressures him in a master class, might I add. Calls yeah. him manipulator, like baby. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, love it. This immediately makes me want to rewatch episode one, at least the flashbacks to to see it again. I'm sure they're going to show it to us again, maybe in like yeah. smaller chunks and then like different POVs as well uh, leading up to the gunshot. But I do want to watch every single thing. Now that we know more of the lead up, I want to watch everything they gave in mm-hmm. episode one, which I'll probably get to before episode six. But I'm pumped. The flashbacks were good. Not very many, but they were good. Mm hmm. We're talking about them at the top, but they're really used to parallel with what's going on in the current day. And we're not getting that because we're talking about it like this. But there were some good usage of like when they decided to show some flashbacks. Well, starting with the opening one, the mm-hmm. she's like hugging and smelling Zoomer right into Bill or her hugging and smelling Bill. But mm-hmm. this was probably my favorite flashback content in any of the episodes so far. Mm-hmm. So that was great. I've thought of them as kind of down scenes previously but they kept right on with the action so that was a big thumbs up to the show writers are we good with the flashbacks yes sir yep awesome let's go back to the beginning and actually the first non-zoomer darby we see is eva who is coming in to check on darby kind of takes her to the medical wing 
and Darby's still on the case. She's asking questions. She's like looking at the morphine cabinet. Hey, Eva, did the morphine that killed Bill come from here? And, you know, Eva is being Eva and trying her best not to answer everything. But Darby sees the answers in front of her. And this leads us to them using the elevator to go down to see Andy. But anything in that first scene with Eva? I just want to say that, like, we haven't really gotten a lot of Eva. We gotten a little bit more Todd, right? The husband. Mm -hmm. I feel like she's genuine. I know it's, I know it's, it's probably comes off like that to you guys too, because she answers all of Darby's questions. She would be doing yeah. whatever she could to get out of it if she was really involved. And that wouldn't even feel like a satisfying thing because like, I'm really starting to kind of like Todd and Eva because Same. it would, it, it would feel like how, how I'm happy. Andy probably isn't the killer after this episode. Cause that mm -hmm. would have been a boring answer. I also think it would have been a little weird just to have Todd and Eva, the underlings of Andy and the head of security be it. So I'm happy that I'm sort of on the side that they're both on the more likely to be not the killer after this mm -hmm. episode. But I do like Eva. I just, I want to not trust her because I want I want the reveal to be something I didn't expect. So like Eva and like Zeba, like all these people that really there's no reason for us to believe they're the killer. I don't know. Either way, I'm I'm a fan of Eva and I think that she comes off as genuine. Yeah, I don't have much to add. I think I agree with everything Luke said. It's just so funny to me that this show is like, oh man, the pacemaker stuff. We did have something to hack the pacemaker and someone just plugged it in and hacked it. And mm -hmm. oh man, the morphine was stolen. It's like, can we get some higher security in here or something? Yeah, right. like, what sure, the fuck yeah. is going on? I feel like there's a lot of that in this show. And I'm, I'm, I'm not bashing the show. I'm just saying there's a lot of conveniency in this show. Like later when we talk about the killer, I want to talk about like, how he got in the room, little, little definitely. But if it is Lee, room, like... that pretty much cleans it all up, though, right? Like in your head, would that clean totally. it up? Because, because she yeah. is tapped into all the security stuff. So, yeah, no, I'm with you. There needs to be some answers, but it seems yeah. as we're going deeper, we are getting answers to weird questions we had earlier in the season in at least somewhat satisfactory ways. So, anything I think that we think is weird writing, let's revisit once we get totally. to the finale to see if it was actually bad. Agreed. So mm -hmm. this, I feel like, is the scene we've all been waiting for, where Darby gets yes. to have an adult conversation with Andy and just talk it out. And I left this conversation liking Andy a lot more, which I think, mm -hmm. Luke, you were hitting on in the beginning. So we take the elevator downstairs and it is Thomas serving Lee zoomer and andy and darby immediately says hey this is going to be a grown-up conversation get the five-year-old out of here zoomer is annoying is his whole thing right when lee takes him upstairs he is wailing bloody murder and that really mm -hmm. turned me off like come on kid, grow up but that was not the showstopper of this scene it's going to be the conversation of course so darby says flat out i know that zoomer is bill's son and that's your motivation for killing bill and rohan was just a witness and his response sit down don't you want me to respond to your accusation of murder <laughs> calm cool collected this episode i'm crossing andy off my list personally i'm in but i also hate that this is the fifth or sixth time that Darby just drops every yes. card she has. And what she does it again fuck? in a little bit later this episode, which I always take the notes of it because I've been making such an overdramatic deal about it. But it's it's starting to get to the point where like, 
she's getting lucky that it works out that she gives the information to the right people at the right time, but it just seems a little too convenient. And I def and I'm happy you noticed it because I was like, dude, you come in, you say everything you know these last couple days that you've been here, and it's just like, okay, you are completely on the back foot now. You have no standing, no leverage, nothing, and you're just at Andy's whim. So if he was the killer, you're dead. Like, what dude. do you got? That's what I was about to say. Darby, you keep saying you don't want to die, and yet you are going 10 floors down in a bunker where you have no power, and you're in a room with a man who's three times your size, maybe just double. But And you're like, you're the killer. What yeah. next? It's like, oh, well, I got my knife and four. Actually, he was using chopsticks, but... I, you know, he I, he could have figured out a murder weapon. Like if it was Andy, mm -hmm. I'd be like, OK, you're then good job. But you're also dead. Like have fun right. writing a book about this from the grave, bitch. That's what I would say. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I love you, Darby. I think it's just crazy how like shooting from the hip she is at all times. She needs a poker um, face or something. So she really who, does. Who has she told spilled the beans to besides Sean, Lee and Andy? I think those are the three biggest okay, cases okay. another, another so, one happens later this episode too i think devil's advocate sean maybe she truly did cross her off the list with that emacs versus vi thing like she doesn't hack i can tell her anything she's not the killer andy like at a certain point she has to have this conversation with andy he's the big dog and she assumes he has security of everything so like he already knows most of this stuff but like i don't know how, I think how about rohan Remember when she sees the shoelaces and calls out calls it out right there on the spot? I didn't like yeah. that either. Yeah, that was dumb. Because that yeah, but either, yeah. I, I'm I'm not saying it's like a deal breaker. And I get you're playing the devil's advocate. Mm. You probably don't even believe it yourself, but it is something that I've blatantly noticed like four separate times. And I'm not the yep. only one. So that's just all I wanted to point out. So the big news is Andy is sterile, so he has always known that Zoomer is not his. He also says he never told Lee, and there's no justification. It's just vanity. So he would be embarrassed, and I think that is fair enough. Darby asks Andy about the morphine and why there's such a fully stocked medical suite. We do hear that he is giving himself life extension therapy, which I think is dropped later, but that is an explanation for mm -hmm. all this medical equipment. And I'm sorry, the night that the morphine was stolen, only Bill and David had gone into or out of the medical room apart from the family. So it's assumedly Zoomer and Lee uh, and maybe Todd and Eva. So remember when Luke said Lee is pure good? <laughs> I am so on the He's team on the opposite board, now. baby. <laughs> yeah, I uh, know I am. I'm, I already just spoiler. She is my number one suspect. So totally. I will say that. An Andy Darby team up is like everything I needed, at least for a little bit. It doesn't last very long because she's immediately sketched out like in sus of everybody, which she should be. Uh, but I loved this team up and I just can't wait to talk about the least stuff, but we won't. Jump my <laughs> my note is I fully am fucking in for Andy and Darby teaming up. This is awesome. Right. <laughs> It's so good. Um, so, so good. I'm assuming we're about to talk about their conversation, but I just want to yeah. the, the one thing that he says that I really just I don't know. I like the metaphor he was using about Zoomer being he knows that it's Bill's son, but it's software that's important, not the hardware. That was just yeah. like a cool little line that he really put in there. Does anybody remember when I said Zoomer is his project for first in human AI? Yeah. Do that image that imagery could turn out to be a oh, remember when we dropped that? The software yeah. is what's important. So uh, and foreshadowing the, is what that was. The be. interesting piece is, which I, I love that. Still, I still like that idea. Mm -hmm. um, but the interesting piece is that 
Andy is outwardly appreciative of Bill. That was like something I was like, wow, yeah. dude, this Andy guy. And he's like, Zoomer is my kid in all the important ways. Like everything he was saying was honestly like morally correct. Like, I guess if you want to, if you want to put it like that. So these are all the reasons I was like positive on Andy walking away from this episode, even though he does have the sketchy moment coming up with Lee. Uh, but before we move on, the other thing I wanted to say did the conversation about him, Andy being sterile, knowing that Zoomer was Bill's kid, Kathleen, I know you had an issue with saying like you brought up, like, how would he not know? So you're happy yeah. that he did know since day one, right? Very much happy that he knew and that it wasn't such a bomb drop. But right. I think it's yeah. way more interesting that Andy knew and Lee didn't know that Andy knew. I think that's way more interesting. Agreed. And while you're saying like that's good of Andy and he's like all good there and morally high ground. I do think it's kind of fucked up that he knows he's sterile. I don't know if he thinks Lee thinks it's his or knows it's Bill's, but if he has any suspicion that Lee thinks it's Bill's, it's kind of fucked up in like a wedge in their relationship where it's like, you're lying to me saying it's my kid when you know it's Bill's or know it could be Bill's and you've never said that to me. And I actually have a theory that Lee is pregnant again and now the reason she got sick is because she was like, oh, fuck, like I'm pregnant right now. If he's sterile, how how I'm like I'm pregnant with someone else's kid and he knows he's sterile. Ooh. That means I'm cheating. Like there was a there was a difference in the Zoomer situation because they were on and off again, banging whoever they want. Right. This one's yeah. different. This one, they're married. So I hate to say the thing where it's like she puked, she's pregnant. But it's like that's just where my brain went. Anytime anyone pukes, I'm like. No, right. I love that because Bill and her could have hooked up again or it could just be something else. Anybody's, e yeah. Either way, mm -hmm. that's a I didn't even have a single glancing thought about pregnancy again. But that and that no, would explain her visceral reaction to my husband told you that right now. Like, yeah. that's oh, I like that. Oh, it just makes one, it more convoluted, the Zoomer stuff more convoluted because there's yes, a second thing going sure. on. Um, mm. But we can wait and get into that because I was just like the best scene of the of yeah. the of the series i think lee's turn like brit marling i was like brit marling activated baby let's fucking yeah. go <laughs> <laughs> so yeah let's first, do though, the right? lidar first right yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah essentially andy says hey darby your blind spot is that you were in love with bill so you think all of this revolves around him in reality it's way more likely that this is about me and somebody is trying to take me down so let's work together and solve this thing which brings us to this immersive computer security system of this hotel which was absolutely bananas but it, mm -hmm. it was really cool i'm throwing it right out the window about the whole censorship and we don't monitor private rooms that means zero to, like i believe andy zero when he says that um yeah. granted we did see like the blocked out part of someone in the bathroom and the rooms being blocked out but you would just do that you would put on a show anyway if darby was right there and i like how ray only was willing to listen yeah. to Andy as like a higher level of security. But yeah. this does seem like if they are going to go with like a mic drop black mirror kind of moment in the end of the series, like this plus all the robots building, like those, those AI robots seem to be pieces of the puzzle of like a grander technology conspiracy. But who knows if we're just going to go environmental safety and this is just a cool sci-fi concept they threw in there. Either way, it was like really cool to see and understand what Andy's been doing here. 
So they really just start going through all the suspects and they mm -hmm. are kind of able to cross a bunch of people off. Thomas has an alibi. He was in the kitchen. Todd and Zeba just simply aren't secret hackers like they wouldn't be able to do it by themselves. David can hack and they kind of were a little sus about him because they saw him in the hallway like right after Bill passed away. So where was he while Sean was trying to revive Bill? Enter David into the interrogation room. He will be the first of a couple interrogations asked actually. And they ask him point blank, David, what were you doing in the hallway? And he's like, ah, I need a lawyer present. Like <laughs> I was going to see another roommate. Enter Oliver. Ooh. Yeah, we were banging. <laughs> we were banging. Um, I mean, the gator has been off this podcast. It really, really has. We said a uh, Rohan and Bill was one. Was, Who's yep. the second one we did? So Rohan and Bill was my guest. Then you guys were getting the vibes from uh it was wasn't it last podcast? It was uh yeah, David. Who was that? Was it David and David and Andy? David and Andy, because it was yeah. like was David, David and Andy. Sean said Which something. I think yeah. is still viable. All, now that we know this been yeah. business slash romantic partners. But no, now we finally have a bang. You know, yeah. uh, we have a confirmed bang, well, but uh, well, is it confirmed? Because Oliver and him could be in on it together. And then there was this moment where Darby hmm. disregards that and says, hey, you can get out of the wheelchair if you need to. And he's yeah. like, not for very long and not very far. So that like, was interesting. Darby refuses to cross them off. And there still is a very important phone call between David and Bill. Yep. So like David has his fingerprints all over the crime scene is all mm -hmm. I'm saying for now. And, and that's gonna be when the, I the, took him off yeah. as my prime suspect. <laughs> <laughs> it really was. You had yeah. him for episode one, two. No, no, you had him on safe. Okay, so last podcast, you did take him off. You're right. You made him actually safe. So that's the end of the episode is like the whole reveal that somebody knows why David called Bill. So that's going to be important, like right off the bat, as soon as yeah. we mm -hmm. find out. However, she escapes from that pool because she's not dead. That would just be ludicrous. I just wanted to shout out David calling Darby a non-player character and NPC. NPC. I was I like, that's that. so fucking <laughs> yeah. funny. Like, he's such a dick. He can't help but be such... Like, he says it right to her face. I'm like, hey, mm -hmm. that's our girl. You shut up. But I actually like him a little bit more now that he's gay. It makes him more interesting. So shout out. <laughs> um, but uh, then we got Lou May coming down and yep. well, because Oliver says that that David said that Lou May is a Chinese spy, in which he responded with "You're racist" and kicked him out. Yeah. So then Lou May comes down and was and was saying they were playing poker from eleven to one. Everyone was at the table the whole time except Lee's the only person who left the room. So mm -hmm. I think that leaves. You're right. I didn't even think that like David and Oliver could be in on it together. That leaves Lee as a suspect. There's a few people that could be suspects suspects for sure. And the tread on his shoes being like really worn down mm -hmm. is interesting because it's like if you can only take a few steps or something, your shoes won't wear down. By right. that same metric, he could have had these shoes forever because he doesn't wear them very much. So that's accumulated True. over time. True. But they're um, not they're not going to put that line in there and that scene in there without it meaning something at some point. It still could be like a red herring payoff, mm -hmm. but there's going to be a payoff for the shoe being like that and him being able to walk. So Lou May interrogation. I one just want to say I love this actress's scream presence. I would love to see totally. her as more of a primary character in another series. I'll look up her name for the next episode. It was cool that she was like, all right, listen, guys, 
I can hack like that. Mm -hmm. Like I am next level hacker, but, and I did hack the security system in fact, but it was just to try and get myself the hell out of here, man. I just don't want to die. I'm not killing these people. She wants to help. So I'm also inclined to strike Lume off the list. And there's no reason to do that yet though. I just like her. I Me do. Too. I, I called her out in episode one. I was like, Lume is a fun person to watch on the screen. Yeah. I totally agree with you. I think she's great presence is a great way to describe it. Um, but the thing that this is also probably not important to the story, but it was a cool little thing that she threw out there about her city is, is that Tom Cruise movie that they can predict if you're going to be a criminal report. minority report. That's the, she has like a working algorithm that does that in her city. And she's like, Oh, we should, I wish we had it here. Cause then we could have been able to tell who the k- killer could have potentially been. So that was like a good little tidbit, but yeah, I feel like everybody's a hacker because Sean wasn't supposed to be a hacker either, but she knew how to hack. Lume is not supposed to be a hacker either. So like, can everybody have this ability? I don't think you, we can cross off anybody for their lack of perceived hacking ability. Their mm-hmm. lack of hack. Their lack of hack. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. This is when Norman the doorman busts through mm. and says, uh, we got a call from Wall Street and Andy is pissed and Andy starts yelling. Mm-hmm. We obviously see he has a temper, but I do like earlier where he's like, this is an attack on me. That's where you're wrong. You think it's on you or on Bill. It's on me, brother. Like, I'm the king. They're trying to kill mm-hmm. the king. They're trying to take my empire. I actually really like this because he is. He's t- on top of the game, the tech game, the business world, whatever it is. And I liked seeing that energy from Andy. I liked the, like, temper and, like, whatever. Because mm-hmm. I, w- I didn't feel threatened by it. I feel like genuinely he's the type of guy who, like, he can't leave his house. He can't like do anything. He's like creating fucking bunkers so he can just survive with like his family and certain people. He cares about the world, but like, I don't know. What did what did you guys think about no, this little freakout scene? It was awesome. Like he and yeah. what he was saying is totally correct. He's like, I can't trust anybody, and then yeah. he goes on to find out that like Lee's been lying to him his whole life. Like everybody mm-hmm. he comes into contact, he's asking questions about. Everybody's lying to him. I don't want to equate him to like Elon Musk, but he's like that type of. Figurehead. Yeah. He even says in this episode, like, if I say this, like the the global stock. He, con- he said like if people find out, crash. if people yeah. find out I'm sick, the world economy suffers. Something exactly. Like that, so it's just like he is, he has a he has a right to react this way is what I'm saying. And regardless if this is supposed to paint him in a more negative picture, so it keeps the suspicion on there for the audience. I think he acted rationally. Yep, totally. Trust is a big thing for him. And we have a little Todd nugget about trust later. I'm yeah. excited mm-hmm. to talk about Todd. Me too. Um, but so more Andy- so excited for this scene. Oh, been <laughs> excited for this scene. <laughs> Andy dips with Norman to talk to the Wall Street Journal. Who did we say someone informed the Wall Street Journal of everything about, about the current situation? Did it's about yeah. Rohan's death and and them being there. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's got to be the murderer. It's got to be Lee, which brings us to Lee uh, (laughs) after Andy says explicitly, no, just don't question my wife. She's nothing. Darby just does a beeline right to (laughs) Lee's room while Andy is distracted. Um, And she kind of spills the beans again Mm. about classic car drop Darby. Yeah, about, (laughs) hey, I she's like, I apologize that I went to Andy first, but. Zoomer is Bill's kid and your husband is sterile. Oops, you didn't know that? Come Insane. on, girl. Yeah. He literally tells her Lee doesn't know. And she goes right up there and was like, let me just drop this bomb. <laughs> I don't yeah. know what she's trying to do. Like, I, she has no 
like I want to say filter, but it's really just like she's not careful. Like Lee goes mm-hmm. into the other room for one second and she's just like la di da ripping shit out of her bag. And it's like, <laughs> you gotta be a little coy about it. You gotta be sneaky. She doesn't have a sneaky bone in her body. It's insane. And she's so clumsy. It's crazy. That was the craziest part of the whole thing was how I don't have we seen any nuggets or any callbacks to the fact that she has this wig and fake identity? Because no. even in the pictures no. when she's meeting Bill, like she's wearing the blonde hair, right? Like she has her normal hair in that scene. Is it possible that Lee is the fake identity? Like just it's just weird to me. Like, is there any way that it could be like, why would she have the wig here? But then again, if she, if the wig was her. If the brunette was her the real grid. identity, the blonde would be the wig, right? After yeah, she like, got docs, she went off the grid. That's my only reasoning, but also that seems like a waste of time to even do that, like without more of a payoff. Like, who people, cares? I remember Darby being like, no one had known what she looked like until she was doxed. So it's right. like, there could be something there. I don't know. But in general, I think like another thing about like if she is a con artist, if she's not Lee and she's a con artist, this Marie Larson or whatever, if she found out that he, he knows it's not his kid. Maybe she was puking because of the money. Like maybe she was like, fuck like that's, there goes my trust or there goes this, whatever. But like, he's always known. So it's fine. But I don't know. I was just trying to figure out like, where does this come in? What about I've, you just casually just said that if she wasn't Lee, which what if she isn't and the killer is the real Lee trying to like say, Andy fucked my whole life up and using my public persona because I got docs like that could work. And that would be actually an insane damn twist. So it's right? like someone who's not even there or someone who is Lee. That is a guest. No, I was I was thinking that it's just like the only way it can be somebody that's not there is if it's like the real Lee that we haven't seen yet. Otherwise, it has to be someone that's there that's not there or we don't care. I okay, I like this. Do you think that's satisfying if if someone lifts the mask and it's someone we've never seen in the series before? Probably not, and I doubt they yeah. do it. But it 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 wouldn't I be like about the reveal of the killer. It would be the fact about the reveal that Lee isn't Lee, and the real Lee is getting her revenge, which seems like a to me that could work. The real Lee is Zeba or something. <laughs> 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 I'm trying to think. We're Lume because yeah. Brian said yeah. Lume safe, so maybe the real Lee is Lume. <laughs> Either way, there's there's this is a this is an important piece, yeah, of the puzzle Mm -hmm. that's gonna play out really well. Lee's face, Lee's face, it was so good, like or fake Lee, Marie's face. (laughs) It was awesome. It was so good. I mean, I'm just we were waiting for that to drop, Mm -hmm. right? We were waiting for Britt Marling to like flex, and she she did it with just facial expression, which I love because she's so good. We're obsessed. And I um, felt threatened when she turned yeah. it on. I was like, oh, my God. Is oh, Dar- yeah. And then Andy comes up to the door, puts his like arm on the on the thing. I was like, yo, what the fuck is happening? I was just raising on Andy. Now I feel scared for Darby. And they just let her go with the information that she just kind of like it's, passed everybody's dirty laundry around. Like, and they all know that each other knows now. Like, I don't know. But either way, think- she gets out of there. Two things are true. Lee is withholding information from Andy, and she also has her claws sunk deep into him. So she is not even a blip on his suspect radar as of right now, which is unfortunately, oh my gosh, which is unfortunate for Darby because Lee is suspect number one. Mm -hmm. I have one thing because I have to leave the podcast early, but 
when Andy walks in, Lee has the sneaky face and then Lee kind of immediately turns with Andy and changes her face back to like meekly where she's like shy and like Zoomer's mom kind of Lee. And then she's the one who's like, you should let her go. Give her like some space. She's grieving, whatever. What did you think of that? There's no way that Andy knows anything that's going on, right? It's just weird to me that there's like a bag with a wig and a passport right there on the bed. It's just like another convenient thing that it's like, you found that that easily. It's almost like Bill saying, this is happening a little too easy for you. There's breadcrumbs. These breadcrumbs Mm -hmm. are left for you or something because they know she's sleuthing. They know she's like gets into business that has nothing to do with her. So what, did you guys have any weird thoughts about that? Because I immediately was like, huh, this whole scene was just intrigued me so much. I mean, all my weird thoughts just culminated in that random theory that I just spit out. So <laughs> that's where I'm at. But I'm more like the the throwing up and like potential pregnancy. If that's not a potential pregnancy, like what is that? How does that connect with I, why she had to leave right away? There was a lot in this scene. I think we're going to be able to look back on this 10 minutes mm-hmm. of airtime, 15 minutes of airtime and be like, whoa, they gave us a lot right there. And if we knew some things that we're going to learn in the next two episodes, we would have been able to see the whole plot right in that moment. Yep. Um, but you're right. Like this, it is a little, everything has been slightly convenient. I have nothing on this passport <laughs> yeah. situation other yeah. than it's a very interesting wrinkle. And like Luke said, I think it's going to be very important once we know how this thing wraps up. Mm-hmm. Another thing could be the fact that she has it there means what if it is her fake identity and she was thinking whatever this plan was, maybe whatever Bill's plan was, they were getting out of Dodge on Rohan's boat or something like that. You know what I mean? Like she needed a disguise to get the fuck out of Dodge, maybe. Like that's the only yeah. other thing oh, I can that's think a of. Away that's from fantastic. Bill. Because that's why better. do you have a, pa- a fake passport and a wig? It's to, to and why on this trip? This trip is only what ten days a week, like whatever it is. It's like, do you need the wig on this trip? <laughs> so, so I feel like that's probably what it is to get the fuck out. Yeah, because when she goes back into her room and starts, is like having that concussion and drugs, like everything's freaking out. And she's writing down the questions. That one of the questions that. I, not that I forgot, but it's still important is what's the boat for? And that could totally be what the boat was for. Yeah. So maybe maybe Lee was a part of it, but I don't really know how that works. But we've I don't know. The penultimate's gonna fucking slap. I know it is. It's gonna oh, be yeah. so oh, yeah. fucking good. I think Brian, you're the one who mentioned like thinking that six is gonna give us the full backstory of the flashback. Possibly we may get like a lot of that. We could even skip like oh, I doubt it. I doubt I bet. I bet they don't leave the cliffhanger of the pool into until seven. It'll be, right. I think we'll get Darby alive, but so um, anyway, I have to go, if but you're I'm going to go. So two things then real quick. Yep. Tell me, tell me who your prime suspect is. Lee. Lee feels, is the prime suspect. It uh, feels cheap, but Lee. Yeah. And safe. my safe is my safe is, um, Zeba. Ziva? I like Ziva. Okay. After this episode, I love Ziva. When she flipped the bird to Norman the doorman, I said, fuck yeah, Ziva. <laughs> um, and then RIP Sean, you were that girl. I ended up really liking Sean in the end. Wow. She was not sketchy, even though I was yeah. like, she faked the tricky. <laughs> <laughs> like, and, then, and then jumping ahead to that finale of the pool closing, like just best guess, throw it on the board of what the hell is going to directly happen after that. I saw a tweet that they think like the outside pool and the inside pool connect. So she's going to have to like, gonna go under. It. She's going to have to go under. But I don't know that she like it, it's going to probably be a close call. But I did see a tweet. I was looking at tweets and someone had tweeted that. And I was like, oh, good, because I couldn't have thought of that. I did not see that. But <laughs> um, OK, cool. It, what did you guys think? Anything different? 
before I leave, I could just listen, I guess. We can just listen. We'll get there. We'll All get right. there. Love you guys. <laughs> Bye. Right, see ya. Yeah. So I guess she was in a rush. So we will give Kathleen the low hanging fruit of Lee and Zeba, the primest of prime suspects and the easiest mm-hmm. cross off the list of all time. But, you know, that's mm-hmm. how it works here. All right. So Andy comes back pissed off that Darby snuck away to question Lee without him knowing. Lee just flipped the switch. She is now in crazy mode. So both of them are shooting daggers at her. She's just trying to get out of there. Andy brings Todd over to escort her back to her room. Uh, Good scene here with Todd. Todd essentially just says, hey, loyalty is everything to me. Much like uh, Dom. No, yeah. Much like Dom from Fast and Furious, family means everything to Todd. Mm -hmm. And he essentially shares the story of how his brother was beaten to death like and dies tragically from bullies when he was very young and he's like i found each and every one of them and beat them with an inch of their life so i get revenge and i admire loyalty and he essentially slips her this the key card ring which is big darby didn't have that like i said earlier todd and eva pretty much cleared for me after this episode it just doesn't feel like they've done enough seed planning to make them be the bad guys and yeah this did a lot for todd so i mean just good on both of them it just it seems like they're genuinely who they say they are which is fine you need to have a couple of people be who they say they are otherwise the twist won't feel like twist when the andy domino kind of fell to he's good all of his underlings are now at least not bad i would say as norman fuck that guy uh we're agreed there we (laughs) we share that opinion of norman (laughs) all right so todd walks away which leaves dorby alone in her room she goes outside faces just a wall of snow she gets all addied up she's you know doing some drugs she's snorting some Mm -hmm. things and ray is like trying to help her out trying to help her out the anxiety is like climbing and she's like fuck it and gives david a call point blank david why did you call bill that night or why did bill call you that night it was only a 27 second conversation we found out earlier and Mm -hmm. david is not ready to answer this question so he just hangs up this is where she pulls ray out of the wall because he just keeps on trying to help trying to help and when ray gets taken out of the wall oh i'm sorry thomas calls with food and then Mm -hmm. the murderer shows up this shit was very unexpected but i also think that it almost rules out Kathleen's early podcast theory about it being Ray. Like, I just don't think that's really an, yeah. a, possi- a possibility anymore unless we go full Westworld where the AI is like sentient, which probably won't happen in these last two episodes. So I think we can cross Ray off the board. Like, I don't want to say for 100%, but like 99%. Uh, but I do like that we're getting like, it happens both here and in the pool scene. Like we're get we're still getting like a person being the killer, which I didn't want them to dance around it like that so it is still looks like it's going to be one person um they're using the ai to talk to hide their voice so we don't know if it's a guy or a girl that's all all of it checks out um the one thing i wanted to ask you is have you ever been concussed because i have not i have not either that i know of which is surprising because we're both lacrosse players for a while Mm -hmm. and I'm just curious because they did a really cool job. It started at the end of last episode. Anytime it was through Darby's perspective. And this is like when the when the emergency surgery on Sean happens, you see her fragmented view and they continued with that theme this whole episode. And then she starts taking drugs and she's getting worse and worse. And like that's when she writes down the three questions of what's left for the investigation. So she is spiraling and she doesn't have enough answers, but she keeps saying in this episode she has enough 
puzzle pieces just like or whatever she described she has the border puzzle pieces but doesn't know how they all connect in the middle so this scene just kind of felt like it felt like we were going here and i'm happy that there's still like a person out there that has the ability to kill darby whenever he or she wants but says like stop like stop looking for the answers this isn't about you which kind of echoes what andy said earlier it's about him Darby, you're good. You're not going to die as long as you just stop doing what you're doing. So a lot of good things came from this. But of course, Darby's never going to stop. She gets obsessed with cases like this. Yeah, but it seems as though the killer has reason to want to spare Darby. Bill? Ah, come on, man. (laughs) Don't do that to me yet. Like, there's no end to this labyrinth. I don't want to kill again and don't force my hand is, is kind of the memo that the killer tells her. I don't know. It, yeah. I, don't, I couldn't say what his motivation to keep Darby alive is. Maybe just game recognize game. Who knows? So here's my question then. I'll take us through this next scene because it's going to link directly okay. with what we're talking about now. And this is just Darby after she, the killer gets away. She gets up and goes to see Sean, who's in horrible shape. Um, I guess I don't know what the recovery rate of an emergency throat surgery is, but yeah. she's basically on the verge of death. Darby kind of like divulges the information she has to see if she can get anything else, talks about Zoomer, does the whole thing where she tells everything, whatever. That's fine. My question is like, is Sean's death completely coincidental or is there another like, because that feels a little weird that it was coincidental. She walked like she walked away and then she died or was the hacker involved again? Did I miss something there? I think it was the murderer just saying, hey, I am patrolling the hotel. I can essentially go in and out of whatever room I want. Mm -hmm. I told you don't. He said, don't force my hand. Yep. And then the death happened after, you know, Eva left the room and they started talking about the case. Mm-hmm. So it that's what it was. OK, I it actually was fuck around and find answer. out. I think the hacker was concealing himself from everybody and just has that much okay. of a free roam of the compound. I like it. That's a good answer, because I was thinking, like, how does she die? Because she really walked away for like two seconds to get her water. And I thought that was I don't know. I didn't know how she was going to die, but it felt like something crazy was going to happen. And of course she does. But that actually makes sense, because I was going to ask you what the catalyst was to have the killer spare her in that conversation and then attempt to kill her with the pool. And I guess it is just she completely fucked around and found out like within two seconds. So, Mm -hmm. okay, I'm I'm fine with all that. Did you want to bring up anything else besides R.P. Sean? No, I just thought it was comical because in my head after last episode, right after the tracheotomy, I was like, Sean's alive. She's still going to be a mover, a shaker in this game. Mm -hmm. And I it didn't even cross my mind. She'd be fucking bedridden for the next like months. She just had her throat sliced open by an amateur. Like, yeah, I just thought that was funny. I was like, oh, yeah, she would totally (laughs) be out of commission for the rest of this show. No, I digress. Definite. rips in the chat for sean because i think she endeared herself to all of us with the last episode and kind of the mission they did and she was trying to solve the case up until her end so rips in the chat sean Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, for sure okay so andy and darby have kind of like a hallway chat where darby's like hey i don't think you realize how close the killer actually is to you i.e it's lee wink wink and he's like still not having any of it which of course he wouldn't yeah and that's the third case this episode where she gives that information up for no reason, mm-hmm. not no reason. Maybe she's like very keen on getting faith, like social awareness of like giving information to people and gleaning information from their responses. But sometimes it crosses the line too much where she just doesn't hold any of her leverage, but I don't know per the usual of this season. So that's not really out of, you know, left field, but 
more interested in the next scene. If you didn't have anything there, I can just kind of take us into it and we can talk about yeah, all of that. Yeah. Now nah, we good. This was just like a cool, it felt like calm before the, before the end of the, like the, the main storm is about to hit for these last two episodes where we have five of the remaining nine that were invited to this, this retreat go out five or four. Hold on. It's, it's Oliver Mitchell. Mart- Martin. I always forget his name. <laughs> Oliver, Oliver Martin, Martin Zeba, Zeba, Lume, Darby. Darby. And then we David have Dead comes. is David's still inside. Bill is dead. Sean's dead. And Rohan's dead. So that's the nine. So this is five of the nine with the exclusion yep. of David. Uh, but this did yep. seem like a very like good moment. Like they realize people are fucking dying left and right here. They have this led by Zeba ceremonial moment where they get to kind of push, you know, um, send off the people that died in the retreat. But I honestly walked away from this scene liking Zeba a lot more. I know she had this moment earlier with that song a couple episodes yeah. ago, but this this felt even more personal. And she did get into the whole idea how she's kind of living like her message where like, fuck capitalism, fuck the rich. I'm not, you know, like yeah. all that stuff. I felt like I really liked walked away from this fire scene liking Ziba and her funny little thing about the revolutionary um tale of just like, oh well, once we all are out here, like if now it's a revolutionary. It's a, that was that she's was like good. when one person's yeah. doing something, it's crazy. Once the second person joins, yeah. it becomes a valid option. I was like, that's yep. really cool. Also, along with the song that you just referenced, this whole spiritual thing saying goodbye to people. It makes me feel like Zeba and Bill were kind of cut from the same cloth. And Zeba mm-hmm. said way back in the day, I'm only here for Bill. Like, I admire his work so much. They seemed like they would have gotten along swimmingly. But yeah, I agree. I like Zeba. If she wasn't already crossed off my list, she is off that list. The, also, the really cool line from Martin, too, which I like the idea of. I know it's a one season, seven episode thing, but like the world building that is going on here with Martin saying how. They're theorizing what the hell the purpose is, and now they're kind of getting into the meat of like what the hell those AI bugs or ants, whatever Kathleen was calling them before, were building. And if they're building another bunker, it makes sense that this is basically to live out the end of of the apocalypse of the environment just crashing down and killing everybody, which I it doesn't even need to be that much deeper than that. Maybe expand on it a little bit, but that is a good reasoning for me to believe that this whole thing was orchestrated by Andy for that express purpose. And that all seems like a satisfying answer to me. Absolutely. Did you also clock this as once again, Darby spilling the beans to everybody because she told them that Andy is making this as a shelter for the apocalypse. And they're like, that, yeah. It all kind of clicks for them too. Liu Mei's like, oh, a timeshare for the rich. Mm-hmm, yeah, that mm-hmm. kind of checks out. So they all like understand it. I also love that Oliver kind of comes in and immediately defends it and says, hey, if there ever is a time where human survival is tested, you're going to be happy that this place exists, which he would because this is his project with Andy. He designed the bugs. Yeah. So we get the Northern Lights are going overhead and then we have this kind of spiritual send off for all of our fallen friends so mm-hmm. they say goodbye to sean goodbye to rohan and then this is dorby kind of officially saying goodbye and she struggles with it you know once i say it he's gone and she eventually does it's a nice moment yeah for sure so then that just takes us to our last scene here right where yeah she has her panic attack and she runs back to uh the room right and then reconnects ray up to the she, she puts the yep. system back in place and then the morse code Puts happens yeah, smokes a J. <laughs> Not the first J she smoked. Uh, the Morse code happens through the lamp, which again screams Bill, but not Let's not really. glance over 
Ray gives her a full on therapy session and kind of talks her down from her panic attack, which was really cool. I think that's also another kind of nod because the showrunners have been kind of presenting AI in a negative light for a lot of this, also highlighting its usefulness for whenever Ray's on screen. But this is also another use. Hey, this is probably where AI is going to go. You could just talk to your computer and get like a satisfactory therapy session, which is cool. But I'm sorry. No, no. I mean, you're, that you're totally right. Like Ray has to have a bigger part to play, and I love him whenever he's on the screen. I feel like he's just like a good presence in this story. But so, like after she plugs it back in, whatever the the Morse code starts happening, and she gets that message that she kind of translates as, "I know why Bill called David. Go to the pool at this time." And then yep. that's that final scene. But in terms of Ray, like there's going to be more than him just being a vehicle to get us through some certain cool. specific scenes, right? Look, I am still standing on my theory that Zoomer, mm-hmm. the first model of AI inhuman, and that Lee probably has the means to hack into him and just use him as a tool for that would explain how he was able. I'm sorry. He could have been the one that killed Bill based on the security footage of the door opening and closing by itself. If he was short enough and Lee was able to, quote unquote, hack Zoomer and use him to carry out that action. Mm-hmm. And this is as you just brought that scene up like we still have to keep bringing it up because we don't have an answer yet of what lee was specifically looking for in the room when darby was hiding in the bathroom and she was like rummaging through his things Mm -hmm. like we still don't have an answer for that of like what she was actually trying to locate because that's going to be important why would she have been there what darby was trying to locate no 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 when darby's hiding in the bathroom and lee is like this is this is after Darby yes, like, feels yes, yes, dead. Yes. Yeah, you're you know right. what I mean. She, right. yeah. And that's yeah, yeah, that's yeah, when yeah. we noticed the um, her book was like closed when she came out. Whatever. So like I don't know if that was part. Of, but he scene. was looking in the in her. Lee was looking in Bill's bags for something. So orig- I don't know. That's His I don't passport? have a guess, but. That's I was going to say that, but I was like, I don't know how that really connects. Like, is it his well, passport because he was in on the plan to escape with Rohan on the boat? But like, why would she need his? Just to kind of clear evidence of a grander scheme between because if you find Bill's fake passport, be like, why the hell did he have this passport? Was he trying to get out of Dodge real quick? And then Andy's kind of gaze starts investigating that aspect specifically, which might lead him to Lee. I can I can get behind that. That's out there. That's just a train of thought. But yeah, something you can get behind. You're on the train. All right. So let's move to that last. Yeah, that last scene, because it's as straightforward as she follows the message jumps in the pool gets the pool cover closed and she's fake she's about to drown and that she's not gonna drown but i was trying my best to pause the screen and see anything of the silhouette of the person which of course that would be lazy tv making if you could make out anything and i couldn't so i don't know if you took anything from that scene no good cliffhanger she's gonna make it out i was like girl you have been gifted like six canada goose jackets i forget if that's Mm -hmm. the brand but you have the nicest jackets that andy's money can buy why are you walking around this compound in like a thin sweater you are like a very (laughs) petite girl you are like shivering just walking around even if Mm -hmm. you were going to jump into the pool which i'm like why is she getting into the pool why did you take that 
message literally. I, I thought it was a little bizarre that she was doing all that, but she's clearly not in the right frame of mind. That was actually something I wanted to bring up when you were talking about our concussion and how they're portraying that. I think the reason a lot of our guests are starting to get loose lipped as the series go goes on is that they've all been cooped up and kind of just under house arrest for the entirety of this series. They are snowed in like paranoia is probably starting to set in for everybody, not to mention they're having to deal with a murderer who's on the loose. So like David's definitely not clear, but like this person was about to rat on David, but that was clearly just a ploy to get Darby into this situation because she stepped too far towards like going to Sean and continuing the case. So I feel like we hit all of our potential theories and like prime suspects and everything. So like, I'm ready to just put out my guess of who it is still, but I'm just, I don't know. I'm at the point where like, fuck, I need to see the next episode because the first scene is going to clearly be her living. And I just want to, yeah, yeah, I want to see what really goes down directly after that. I would say my wild guess is that whoever locked her into the pool is somebody that is not the killer. Like she is going to be let out Mm -hmm. or get out and it's going to be David there. But he's going to be like, ha ha, I was just being a dick like I always have been. (laughs) How did you like that? Um, Maybe. Because what happens? She gets out and the killer's just there and it's like, let's talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I just don't know. It seems very bizarre. Do you have any guesses for who it is? I mean, I'm with Kathleen. Like, I, I currently think it's Lee. But I'm also like, the more we're talking about it, more I'm thinking about it. I love the idea of like the passports really playing into bill rohan lee they were gonna get out of there and that's what that purpose was start a new life i like that more than the idea of lee being the killer but right now like i'm gonna put it out there that leaves my killer andy safe and that feels weird and that also is almost definitely incorrect but that's where i'm at right now after this episode because i just don't really think it would be good tv for to make it andy anymore yeah, I've already said I'm ready to cross Andy off the list, so I will go with him as safe as well. And okay. I agree, that would be not a satisfactory end if he was the killer. It would almost not be satisfactory if Lee was the killer, too, because they're like, no, no I matter agree. what you thought of Lee, like they are the two most front and center sus people of yep. there. Totally. Um, I'll, get, I'll read back you back to your guesses so it was david and david your first two podcasts which covered the first three episodes and then last week you guessed oliver because he's the most capable and that kind of aged well because of the whole conspiracy with david and like his ability to walk that like sketchy scene at the same time like are you still there like do you think oliver is really that high up on the list i still don't think anybody but lee or andy (laughs) has enough (laughs) to or against which is why the entire time in the back of my mind, I've kind of thought it's one of those two, but like, <sighs> and it it's, can still it's... be satisfying. I don't know why I'm using this. Oh, I hope it's not one of them. They could do it. They could do a big with Lee winding up being the killer, but totally. I don't know. For the sake of being different, I'll go with Oliver. Yeah. Okay. I like that. For kind of the same reasons. And we did have a couple more clues this episode. I still don't give David the credit to be the killer however it could be like oliver and david in cahoots together maybe like Mm -hmm. oliver's the brains and david is the brawn if you will and like for what it's worth i totally agree with what you're saying and it it sounds like we're being pessimistic at the idea of andy early being the killer but that's just because we don't know the twist in the end like they can totally pull that off sure just right now, it would seem very cookie cutter to make it Andy or Lee or both of them. That's the only reason we're phrasing it in the way we are. 
But I also think we're all very open-minded to the idea that Brit will fucking make this amazing, even if it is Lee or both of them or just Andy. So I just like, you know, talking about it in that way, just it, it feels like we're trying to guess outside the box because we have one sample size of their TV shows and it is the most outside the box show I've ever seen in my life. So that's the only reason I'm not guessing anything inside the box mm -hmm. and why red herrings getting thrown around left or right. But overall, we're through five of seven. We got two more left. I'm pretty satisfied. I'm not ready to say it's like this is like the best show of all time, but like we are on pace where the the finale is still like I'm on the level where that's going to make or break the show. But the expectations keep rising because it's just a well-made show and it's been enjoyable so far. You also described this in this episode as a cleanup episode, and I think they did smooth over a lot of stuff that mm -hmm. we were really like, OK, why is this happening? So right. that was good. They yeah, thought I'm, about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. This episode and last episode, it's been all rise, and I expect that not to change with the penultimate mm -hmm. and the finale. You've been saying how they tie this together is going to make or break this show, which means the next two episodes are huge for us. Anything else? I'm good, man. Let's fucking get it. That was a, another great, efficient episode, and yeah, happy to see the last two. Let's go. That's going to do it for episode five of A Murder at the end of the world as always if you like what you heard give Bingetown tv a follow on twitter and instagram visit us on bingetowntv.com and subscribe to our show on spotify youtube the apple podcast app or wherever else you may find your podcast once again we are Bingetown tv and thanks for listening you're listening to the geekscape network You're listening to the Geekscape Network.